1: I think it takes a lot of guts to stand for anything. So if you want to comfortably hate me with your whole chest, go for it. No. Yeah. No, but it's wrong. It is wrong, but I, I always say, if we're gonna use racist as an example, I like my racist racist. I don't know if mm. you've experienced this lukewarm racism that's yeah, like the time. around the world. All the time.
0: Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened, and ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. So I've got a little holiday surprise for you. This is an extra episode with one of my favorite people in the whole world. What you're going to hear is the first conversation I ever have with Flex. She is someone that I have looked up to, even though she's younger than me, and her beautiful mind. You know, The Deep is all about having hard conversations and stretching the way we think. Flex stretches the way I think. So I wanted to share a candid conversation between two women. We often hear Flex talking about success and her brilliant ideas. I wanted to get underneath all of that. I wanted to get into her shadows. I wanted to get into her mind. This is a very different conversation for the deep, but I think you're going to love it anyway. Firstly, I'm assuming, and I might be wrong, that many people want to talk to you about success. Yes. Is that probably the biggest... Would that be the biggest pillar for you? Absolutely. Your book is based on success... A lot of your instagram tiktoks are very entertaining Mm -hmm. you can't take that away no i also want to do a warning that if anyone is going to follow flex Mm -hmm. everything's in the show notes here there is some putrid stuff
1: oh yeah like oh you would have to do a warning for that because i forget yeah you don't actually and then i'm like But sometimes you're actually
0: a little traumatized from the thing. So we're talking about not just like Dr. Pimple Popper. It's a whole nother level. And also I feel like you get off on it.
1: I love it. So yeah, if we would have to describe, (laughs) if you were to follow me on Instagram today, you'd be getting a combination of, you know, outfit photos, TikToks, my musing, social commentary. And there's a very distinct part of me that'll spend about 20% of the day posting really disgusting videos. Um, an imagery. Yeah, uh, it yeah. could be bodily things, a lot it of bodily. could be a lot of bodily things. But also
0: you it's 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 a tricky thing because the way you do it is you've sucked us into the point where I have to watch. Of course. And also you're one of the very few that I have to watch every day. Like your audience is deeply committed to you. Mm-hmm. And that is also because of your value exchange. And this actual conversation isn't about work. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about you. Of course. Um I was, I was quite intimidated about meeting you. This is the first time we've met. And I think you might get that a lot. People do say that. Yes. And I think that's a combination of a couple of things. For me, it's your intellect mm. and it's your mind. And I'm going to say nobody in the social media world that I have been presented with has made me think differently like you do. Thank you. You have a beautiful mind. Thank you. A very beautiful mind, and that's the thing. When people like, I'm got like, oh, Flex is coming on the show. If they don't know, they're like, who is she? I was like, where to begin? Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) You think you know? Mm. You don't even know. Um, So that's why I was intimidated because I was like, fuck.
1: Will I keep up?
0: Like when you push back on people, Mm. will I make sense, or will I have enough time to think through it? Let's try. Let's try. Two things. I want to talk about you today, but I also want to play your game. Yeah, let's do that. So how many packs of cards, thought-provoking cards, do you have now? 13. But the other, the last three are fun. Oh. The other thing you need to know about Flex is she's making money because you have like 65,000 businesses. Yes. That's another conversation. Today, let's talk. We have to do a part one, two, and
1: three. Oh, we'll be back.
0: my God. And then we also just have to do one for... Um, People that want to manifest big things because you are a spiritual woman like myself. Yeah. You read the tarot. Mm-hmm. Do you connect with Which other? people don't expect because I miss critical thinky. Yeah. And you know what? And that is a little bit annoying, mm. right? That you can only be this and which you aren't. You are all of the things yeah. um, which I want to get into as well. Sexually, intimacy, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I want to move on. Yes. to you being a strong woman mm-hmm. that was raised by a strong woman yes not so much male figures around mm-hmm. with your aunties and your grandma and your mum. matriarchy right me too and what I am learning though and what's showing up for me and what I'm working on at the moment is taking men seriously
1: get out of my head you know i try so hard oh and it's so, so shit. it's actually
0: really shit when you are in a loving relationship yeah. with somebody and we were under strain at one time and my husband came home and he was like fuck i just thought about you all day with these kids i just wanted to be here with you and i was like bullshit yeah. come i on. don't believe you <laughs> You wanted to be exactly where you were. yeah. And I had to, and I said that. I believe you thought about it. Yeah. But how much did you want to? And this is discrediting him. It's discrediting his feelings, his truth. And assuming you know the exact subtext. (laughs) right. (laughs) There's that. I had to have therapy around Mm -hmm. not believing or... It's not even trust. It's just not having giving men gravitas, you know? Layers. I don't. Yeah. And now I have to rework fucking everything. Mm -hmm. Are you there or are you working through it or are you already understanding that men need different kind of attention from you when you're in this space? Or was it a problem, I guess, for you?
1: (laughs) Do you know what? I have distinct memories of my mom being like, I just want you to be mindful of how you perceive men. She didn't phrase it like that, but she would say a lot of things. I remember when she met, I think, one of like my second long-term boyfriends, and she's like, I just want to talk to you. One thing about men, you have to make them feel special. And I was like, I make him feel special all the time. Like, we're dating. He's good. She's like, I just feel like there are opportunities where you could perhaps, you know, let him be independent and like independent in what way she's like you know sometimes men are maybe not as emotionally strong as you are and need a little bit more room to feel like they can harness their masculinity more comfortably and if you are also comfortable in your masculinity and your femininity what space is there for them as i don't know that's not my business you know and yeah. so she she had she was watching from so me frequently absolutely. yeah that by the time I got to the most recent breakup I was like oh my gosh oh I see what you're saying notes because even and I, I say it all the time and I'm not a misandrist like I like men but I would always think the worst woman is better than the best man yeah and and is that
0: women that have been raised by women is that women that haven't had incredible father figures probably
1: that have looked at their father as a guiding light yeah. going yes yes dad absolutely I mean we all are constantly referencing we all seek to be referential yeah. so we're all always pulling from what we've seen or experienced to validate what we are currently seeing and experiencing mm. so I get that but also I feel like when i challenge my assumptions i'm also getting let down because i'm challenging my assumptions in a framework of a time that i'm comfortable with so i'm like i'm gonna give you a month to be better, better. <laughs> but realistically it's gonna take a lifetime yeah. to unlearn or as many years as you've lived to unlearn who you are currently and i got to the point Um, of being like, it is not fair for me to want someone to be any different than who they are for my benefit. It's just not that fair. And if they have the bandwidth to change and it's not like really (laughs) like scraping at their sense of self, then they can do it. But if it's causing them a sense of, tension and discomfort. I'm asking for too much. Mm. And so right now, I think I just have a healthy indifference towards men. I don't seek for them to impress me and I don't Mm. seek to think that they are unable to impress me, but I just feel like... (laughs) like, It's not a waste of time, is it? It's not a waste of time, but I just think that we can't undo patriarchy. (laughs) We're trying a little, but we cannot. Like so much of patriarchy is intertwined with the way that we're living and the way that we express ourselves and the way that we see the world for what it is. Mm. That there are so many systems that are enforcing and are keeping mm. men in this frame of I mind. Know.
0: And the other thing that's shitty in your position and my position within the patriarchy like, I married a footballer mm-hmm. girl. Mm -hmm. that's just one line you get it it. is what I have to us in the subtext again (gasps) like constantly like go up against like raising now a baby girl and a boy and he's fucking woke still Mm -hmm. but still you know the nuances and the layers and what I have to keep turning up for Mm -hmm. even though he's like wow it's
1: still a lot it's tricky though it's really tricky and historically and if we're over generalizing the way that women are socialized in Western cultures is to be very much aware of how they need to evolve in order to attract something different, something better, something mm-hmm. that they are worthy of. Mm-hmm. You are always told that in order mm-hmm. to, be, um, to be the recipient or the beneficiary of goodness, you need to work for it in some capacity. Be nicer, be kinder, be smarter, be a better cook. And so you really, you identify with yes. that. Men aren't told that in the same way. You're told that even if you are the worst guy, somebody will pick up the slack. I had to think for myself, if I was a man, I don't think I would have the incentive to be better. No. If I could just sure show good, up. Wouldn't it be I'm to show up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have a lot of empathy now for men because I think that what they're being asked to do is so far out of the realm of what they know. Logic. Yeah. Like you're asking me to make space and to quote unquote give up some of my privilege to benefit you. For what? And can I also I say care? can I also <laughs> say, which I'm not trying to
0: discredit any amazing men out there. Oh. And I hate that I even have to fucking say no. that. But it took our worst moment together in our relationship to be open enough to do the work that we needed to do to get us where we are. Mm-hmm. So when people go and look at him pre- mean post me and I'm not trying to toot my own horn oh, toot but it. Sh- I shall toot. um there was a lot of work that was willing to be done because trauma had happened mm-hmm. and that's a really shitty thing for women to be up against is like we have to hit a really rough patch or hit rock bottom for you to like I might just leave mm-hmm. what if we I might not do the work with you mm-hmm. and then what you do the work and the next girl gets you it's all of the things right I think I'm digressing now I want to move on though, to what would, what man would blow your mind? I mean, physically, I don't want to get, I know what would blow your mind intellectually, spiritually, Mm. but like, what is your type? Like, is sex important? Is that, is that chemistry important? Mm. All of those things.
1: I definitely think that from, from the age of like 20 to 25, Mm. I was approaching sex from a cerebral point of view. I was like, "Oh, you can learn different things. You can do different positions, different strokes. Yeah, 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 create different feelings." My libido has never been high, and I love sex in, like, in an artistic way. Reading about sex, watching sex, seeing sex, and seeing sensuality. Mm. But like, I don't see people as sensual beings. Like, I'm not going to look at someone hot and like my pussy won't be throbbing. I'd be like, oh my God, you're so hot. Okay. So In you like can a actually very logical see it, way. it. Yes. Okay. And so it's God. a separate thing. It's a separate thing. But theme. when you're reading the books and you're watching the show, yes. does that get you going? That gets me going. But it's like, it's not the people, it's the process. And so what I find is that like, I used to seek out people, like qualities Me, I'm like a six foot fiver, athletic build. Mm -hmm. I like medium, ugly, hot.
0: Because like, I mean, this is a different, this is a different angle, but the twilight thing I'll never get. I think I missed it. But the twilight
1: thing, you have to remember I was in high school. Yes. So that is a whole different. And I was 15. That's when the sex hormones begin. And this was like the only fanfic that we had access to. Right. like, oh my goodness, they're going to root? Yes. Ah. And Rob Patterson was it. Yes.
0: So have
1: you modeled your type on him not particularly because i don't even know if i find him that attractive okay i just feel like i'm like oh he really reminds me of like i I remember i was like oh my goodness i want to fuck a vampire yes the first juicy moments of life but i do think vampire lore has definitely done something to the way that i perceive partnership and what is that because i don't know even know what vampire lore is because okay so the way so every vampire like traditional vampire book has like um an attractive man who has lived for centuries which means that he is well read he is cultured he is like social he's able to adapt (laughs) in situations you know what i mean yes and also this idea that like you every book you read it's like he's lived for centuries but he just wants her yes right it's you know i also go back to the footballer thing
0: he's had all the vaginas he picked mine mine very
1: similar Mine. parallel. Premium puss. <laughs> yes. So I did, I do and did seek that out in my romantic relationships. I have always said to people who are obsessed with me. Cause I'm like, this is it. You've chosen me. You're adaptable and logical and all of this. But because I had like repressed the sensitive side of myself, I was like, oh, there are so many things that I need that I'm not getting like sensuality. I had logicked my way through sex and Fuck. romance for so long yeah. that when it I turned was, up when it turned up i was like oh i get this in theory but, but like is I it Is need is it crossing over like from what it actually is to what i want it to be yeah it's not because for me and i and because i was always perceived to be someone who was like overtly sexual i'm like i'm not even i'm happy to have like missionary doggy but I want sensuality. I want. I want foreplay. I want to be mm. at the restaurant also, complimented. Like, mm. but this is all cerebral stuff. Yes, this is the mind. Which means that like, like, literally mind. anyone could really turn me on if they could try. Mm. And do you? Are you um, a straight woman? Are you bi woman? I don't. Yeah, know. I'm like straight-ish. Okay, because I feel like every time I. Every time I think about being bi, I'm like, I just don't, I'm not ready to start again. Right. But you're not also closed off that if a woman blew your mind. No, 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 not closed off at all. Okay. Always down to explore. But I don't like to overinvest in romance because of obviously single parent household trauma and feeling like I'm living, oh my God, I had, it's it's connected but I had an epiphany last year end of last year that I'm living a circular lifestyle hmm. I keep on repeating the same mistakes attracting the same people experiencing the same experiences because I refuse to do something groundbreakingly different because I don't want to start again but also that's uncomfortable exactly and also icky and weird So, like and... this idea of like dating outside my six foot four conventionally attractive good job type oh, I do not want to stray from that because i've got to start again well i'm going to date a 5 10 creative and realize it's the same thing i don't want to do that mm, right and now and now i'm kind of like I think that I I have an openness to life that I've never had before. Mm -hmm. I'm down. I'm down, but I don't feel that sense of... Like, I always had my foot on the gas my whole life. And now I've taken it off. I'm like, it's kind of nice here. Mm. I kind of like just... Experiencing. But you know that's the sexiest place to be.
0: Mm-hmm. That's when they're all gonna come.
1: That's exactly it. Are you okay with that? I'm chilling. But I also feel I'm just not primed to be to be someone who's who is being chased. I'm an Aries, I'm a hothead, I'm a doer, and so my whole life it's been foot on the gas. I want it, I got it, I did it. And now I'm like, I have it, and I could have more, but um like um it's very bethany frankel <laughs> <laughs> I was like my friend i got hit up by an acquaintance he's like let's go get coffee and i was like okay let's go get coffee and then he's like oh is there anything else you want to do like do you want to go to an art gallery do you want to go and i was like oh yeah like we'll go to that uh so when i with my friend she's like what are you doing i was like, i'm gonna get coffee with this guy she's like a date and i was like mm. "Hmm, i don't know mm. i'm not sure Whereas before I would have been like, I'm going to find the answers I need. I'm going to, f- I'm going to over communicate and be like, is this a date? Is this not a date? What are you looking mm-hmm. for? What are we doing? And I'm like, I'm just here to experience. Were you open to it being a date? Absolutely. It's- okay. But I think, you know how some, it's just like, it's oh, not- I'm open to all. I want the best that life has to yeah. offer, but I'm so sick of feeling like I have to be the one, the alchemist all the time. I know I can be the alchemist, but I want to be the beneficiary of somebody else's alchemy. So if the alchemist came,
0: right, then what? Because that's a really scary place to be.
1: Absolutely. However, so my whole shtick, my whole life has been an active participant in my own life. The belief Mm. that if I want something, I myself have to do it, have to go get it whatever that was a really empowering place to be mm. but also a really isolating place Exhausting because too. all of that secondary mistrust for people that if I didn't do it it wouldn't get done that's not a great mindset to be in and so now I think that I can trust that if I want it I'm going to go get it but it's also gotten me to this point which is good but life has so many other avenues to take and I can take my foot off the gas just for a second to experience this other side mm. to then say "Oh, it didn't work for me didn't like that mm-hmm. but i don't have that context
0: are you okay being
1: intimate and i don't mean that sexually i mean that yeah with people. i love being vulnerable and i love sharing but as someone who's really good at being vulnerable and sharing i didn't realize that i was also like manipulating situations as well me too why are we like this It's a part of the package. It is. You can't not have it all. So I'm like, I'll be vulnerable. You'll be vulnerable. Do you love me? (laughs) Now we can say it.
0: (laughs) I know. It's really hard. And I'm still... And look, we can't change our makeup. Mm -mm. How the stars were aligned when you were born. You are a strong Aries Mm -hmm. woman, right? It's almost it haunts us because we can really want the thing. We can Mm -hmm. really want to be vulnerable and intimate and loved Mm -hmm. and love. It's, have you like, why do people? do you know what being in love feels like? That's just a permanent high. Yeah, man. And what we do when we step into that, right, is like, fuck, I can meet all other people outside of what my strengths are and I can meet them and connect with them and love them and Mm -hmm. see them. So I guess my ramble is you enjoy now being vulnerable it's whether or not it's uncomfortable yes
1: but and I think I enjoy being vulnerable without a specific outcome in mind because I used to do it with an outcome in mind I'm like I'll be vulnerable so like you'll share with me so I know who you are then I can put you in a box yes then I can cast you to the side Yes. Or I can keep you. It was all so calculated, I and dreaming. I thought I was being so genuine. Yes. Now I'm just like I just want to experience things. Like I don't want to have to have the most logical approach to everything. The the most like balanced way of thinking and being. Mm. There's not, not attachment. I to I want it to be now. delusional. Exactly. Yes. And I was just saying the other day that uh, when I came across the law of detachment last year or the year before, I could not fathom the idea of wanting something. And so it is. Mm. And then just moving on. Mm.
0: And then it will come lie on your lap what? anyway.
1: But now I'm getting it. But it's
0: also okay to not have it yeah. regardless of the outcome, right? That's
1: exactly it.
0: I think we've answered this, but does your work, this foot on the gas thing, impact your relationships?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I only identified with being stubborn like last year. I was like, "Fuck!" I it's really actually okay though, because you're like 27. You yeah. learn a lot of shit in a very short period of time. And my thing is, like, I say to a lot of people, like, I'm surrounded. Like, my closest friends and my family members are givers. They're adaptable. They they love openly. They hold so much space. So I think I've just been so spoiled by that. And because if I talk to my friends and I'll be, I'll be like, "Am I reliable?" They'll be like well, when you want to be. And it's like so true because I feel like I'm entitled to be like, I can't be there for you and that'd be fine. Yeah, I'm yeah, surrounded anytime. by people who are like, whenever you need me, I got you any time of the day. So imagine growing up with that kind of affection on tap, that kind of solidarity on tap, that kind of loyalty mm-hmm. on tap, not even realize. And then when someone's giving me like an average amount, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you can't ask anything of me. So I I recognize, and that's what I'm learning this year to like give myself to people when they need me if i care about them but i was thinking about my last relationship like i only started drinking this year alcohol alcohol so like and he why was, because it's socialite era so for context <laughs> i started drinking uh like when i was 18 and 19 I obviously had alcohol when i was 16 in the park yep. and then i didn't like it wasn't the feeling well I didn't like that you had to drink so much to feel something to get drunk and then sustain it Mm. and then I had a uh, an incident when I was on my 19th birthday I was I was I think I took Panadol started drinking took a drug I was just fucked like vomiting
0: or hospitalized
1: oh no I was like I felt like I was comatose I was like stuck oh, in the right. bathroom I couldn't move yeah. I was there for three hours okay. then when I got the cab home I was wearing a seatbelt. then I got fined by the cops oh my god then okay. I got out I projectile vomited and I was like this just feels like a lot of work that's a mess yeah and I'm quite social so I'm mm. good and I think also I was the last one of my friends to graduate so they had like a year of like drinking on me or like, mm. proper social drinking mm. and I was like I don't this is too stressful I'm just gonna do do it <laughs> And then I was a non-drinker through being a DJ, through being in the club, through being on tour, through being a TV presenter that it kind of became my identity to be like a non-drinker that I was like, I can't start now, even though I could, right? So I remember reflecting recently when I was like, okay, this year I'm going to learn how to drink because I think it's a great tool for connection. And I don't know why I'm ostracizing myself from like a perfectly fine interaction with people. But I was so stubborn on not drinking with my ex who would have loved to just sit in a, pub, a bar and, have, some and have a conversation. Yeah. Like he was like, I love to dress up. You love to dress up. Let's just go, like, go sit in a bar and talk. And I was like, I don't drink. So you stole those moments? Yeah. And I was like, what what was the reason? Because I felt hard done by. Okay. So I was, my whole thing is that at the start of our relationship before we were dating, I was like, I think relationships are work. He thought relationships were romantic, hopeless, romantic, logical person. So I'm like, I'm not dating you until you've done your Enneagram and your attachment style. (laughs) Um, You... (laughs) like we know what your love language is your personality type and like how you were raised and like what you expect of women in your family like I need to know it all yeah and of course I was asking the right question but not to someone who had never really thought about those things before so yeah I was getting answers that were like by the textbook yeah but not necessarily they weren't considered or nuanced and so when I was like okay let's date and then I'm kind of like oh okay you grew up in a non-confrontational household I grew up in a confrontational household. I want to talk about everything. I want to talk through. You don't want to talk about anything. I feel slighted. I'm not doing anything for you until you do something for me. Okay. So then everything tick became for tick for tat. Yeah. And I was like, mm, well, I would go to the bar for you. But then like, mm, why would I you're break asking that me thing? to overextend myself for you? And then you won't do this thing for me. I don't want to do that. Mm. And so it, be- like, and it kept happening. And then also, I think what was really tricky and became a point of contention that I didn't realize is that he was competitive with me. And I didn't recognize that. So while I'm here being like, (laughs) oh, I'm making six figures. Life is quite easy. I'm taking a break. I'm going to bed at 4 a.m. I'm waking up at midday. I'm vibing. And he was getting resentful of that. And I didn't notice until there's like this weird, he went in finance, maybe in the same industries. But I remember this one conversation where I was telling him that Architectural Digest wanted to do a feature on my house. And he said, that should have been me. Wow why would it be you (laughs) you don't even do this and so in uh, upon reflecting post breakup i was like oh my goodness there's so many areas where like i had i always have so much love to give and i would give it freely i'm out here doing shit for strangers yet in this dynamic i felt so entitled to a specific kind of love and i wouldn't allow myself to give any more than i perceived myself to get Mm. what the fuck Hello. But growing <laughs> because now I know. And I drink.
0: <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Let's go vulnerability. Because we get to see a version of you, and that's a thoughtfully organized strategy, Mm -hmm. what won't you share
1: online? Things that actually matter to me. Wow. I feel like I didn't realize until uh, the therapist I went to last year. I've been to a couple of different ones, mm-hmm. but this a guy guy was really good. And I think what I really appreciated about seeing him is that there were no points of reference between us. So we couldn't rely on the ambiguity of appearing similar. So, for instance, if I had seen like a woman of color therapist as I have before, sometimes we fall back on the fact that there's a mutual understanding. You know how it we are these being people, women, women yes. of color, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. So then we don't we don't dig deeper, or we don't look for any contradictions or any biases. Yes. But this was a sixty-something German <laughs> man who had no idea about social media, social media influencing my position in the world, reality TV. It was unbeknownst to him, and so every analysis came from a point of well this is what i'm getting from what you're ex- explaining and so then i had to take extra time to be like what am i actually saying um without the subtext of somebody understanding and understanding where i'm coming from mm. so for example if i'm like you know how social media is you do i do yes he didn't no i had to break it down right and then in that process really understand how i felt about it i digress so yes, tell me. in seeing him, I realized I'm sensitive and that is not something that I identified with because aside from, you know, having that strong woman archetype and really feeling that I've been affirmed my whole life as being someone strong, capable, um, at worst, selfish, stubborn, detached, at best, like um, motivating and assertive. Right. And so all of these qualities really were derived from the fact that I used them frequently and publicly. Yes, right. So everyone's yes. like, "This must be you." We know you. Yeah, we get you. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that is me." Mm-hmm. And so when I would experience any kind of emotion that I assigned a negative quality to, I would just suppress it. What are those? So it used to be like, you know, sadness, anger, um, envy, jealousy. I was like, "Oh no, those are all quote unquote bad." Suppress them. And I would suppress and just try and move through it as quickly. So Is I, this in real life or on social media? Both. Okay. So if I felt really jealous of someone, maybe I was, I used to carry a lot of hangups about not being perceived like a regular influencer because I wasn't like white, skinny bikini model. Yeah. But I didn't feel that way until people started writing about me and creating this sure. narrative sure. that I was the counter influencer. Right. Yeah. And so... Then I doubled down and I was like, I need to be the best counter-influencer ever. <laughs> so you will never see me in a bikini because I'm not like them. I'm not them. As opposed to challenging, like, what is the big deal with being perceived as different to or the same Or being ass. sexy or sexual or selling for sex. Right? Yeah. And so basically when I was talking to this therapist and he said, you know, it sounds like you would live quite an anxiety-inducive lifestyle. And I was like, no, I don't. And he was like, you don't? And he was like, none of this, none of what you're explaining about having to be, you know, available, accessible, feels like it's anxiety inducing. And I was like, no, he's like, that doesn't sound right. We'd come to realize as someone who has nightmares every night up until she was 27. Wow. I had suppressed it so much in my conscious world that I was just experiencing anxiety freely in my unconscious world. So every night I would go to sleep, have a nightmare and be like, well, this is just what people do. Right. Were they bad? Of course. Like really scary, like felt real. Well, I had grown into them. So I had come to expect danger and fear. So what we, this is going a lot of places, but what we figured out is that my greatest fear, and I realized this from my dreams, is the sensation of being or feeling unsafe or the sensation Uh, of being afraid. But I feel invincible as a person. Like I walk at night too often. I talk to strangers. I don't anticipate things to actually real life harm danger me. but the, the thought of being in danger really scares me you know you asked me what things i won't share i said things i really care about this to me i feel like people would expect me to have a lot of insecurities about what i'm sharing but i've not attached any kind of value to you know having suppressed my anxiety having not having been to a therapist mm. it's just information it's just data yes so i have shared that but i i in, in having this therapy session, I recognize I'm really sensitive and I'm open to critique and I'm open to feedback, but it affects me more than I recognize because I spent so much time suppressing. So in my head, I used to tell myself, if you can get through it, it's not a big deal. So like, yeah, it might hurt your feelings, but if you can manage it, then what's the issue? Just cop it. Rather than feeling it? Rather than feeling it. So I'd over the feeling. And I remember the reason why I even went to therapy the first time because I had a panic attack. This is someone who was like, I don't know what anxiety is. Mm. And then you have a panic attack. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm dying. I'm like, I literally cannot breathe. <laughs> Heart attack. So when I went to the therapist, he's kind of like, this, this feels like... He's like, I can sense that this would be a slow build up. This is an obvious destination for someone who's living your lifestyle. Why is it such a surprise to you? Yeah. And so now as I become more like emotionally or like I extend my emotional bandwidth, it's so hard to associate what is the right emotional response for this and how much of it is my fault or like, wow. my doing. So then how do you deal with that in the moment? Well, in the moment, the thing that I reference a lot is the emotion wheel. Have you seen it? It's I feel like, like this, I have. it's this circular pie chart looking thing <laughs> that has a list of the most common emotions or the most basic emotions, happy, sad, angry. And then it has the almost like the. the the deeper expression of what you might be feeling that you don't know how to articulate. So you're not just sad. You might feel defeated. Yes. Right. Or you might feel used or you might feel betrayed or you might feel fearful. Those are the more complex ways to analyze the current yeah, yes. experience, which is so helpful because I was really like, oh, happy, sad, yes, angry. there's like, it's like four, four things. Oh, no. Like, I feel um, misled or I feel confused, you know, because sometimes confusion and sadness can align in yes. a really comfortable way. And so on a day-to-day, I'm always trying to like pinpoint what things feel like. And then when you're in the feeling. feeling it, okay. And just stopping. Yeah, so that's and something like, that's really mm. interesting for you, right, is because you are,
0: and we said busy is so lame, mm-hmm, so but lame. you are um, full Mm -hmm. to the brim, right. Um, many businesses, many things pulling you from different angles. I can imagine if something really hard happened also because a lot of your work is constancy Mm -hmm. online, how do you like have a bit of self-care around this actually needs space and I can't turn up
1: for whatever else. Making people aware. I feel like I used to be such a lone wolf. I'm like, if I'm going through something, I'll process it alone and you'll know about it when I'm done processing. That's still a bit me. Yeah. Like I'll hermit it. But now I'm kind of like, oh, I'm annoyed. Something annoyed me. And I don't know what it is, but FYI. And I find that, you know, giving the people around me an opportunity to also hold space for me is really empowering I used to think it was like the weakest bitch shit to do I was like no no no, I can handle it but in that moment it just gives me space to process in a time that suits me and because I know that I'm able to suppress in order to get things done I'm not concerned with my inability to do things through sadness or emotion. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned that I don't have a good understanding of my emotions. Mm. So the point is the things that I don't share online are the things that I know I will be hypersensitive towards and won't be able to manage straight away. So like romantic partners, I think that like they're so sacred and I hate the fact that people, and I do it as well. Like I observe online relationships. I have so many thoughts, judgments (laughs) and things, but the relationship I built with my old audience is one that's cultivating two-way discourse and so everybody feels comfortable to express their thoughts which is fine i don't want to hear your thoughts i remember one time i had and because i'm an online person a lot of people that i will date will be insecure about why i don't share them you share yeah, everything yeah, else yeah, why yeah. I don't share are them? you ashamed do you think someone else right. all of the things so then i would do my do my bits you know do a cute little few little instagram stories and then the onslaught of commentary who is this person? Where does he work? I think I know him. Why is he white? Is he seeing Do you my girlfriend? hate yourself? Yes. Like, you know, oh uh, is he racist? Oh and I'm like, God. these things I don't want to have to process with complete strangers. And you don't have to. And I care too much Do about you? this. Like, like, as in? No, not what they think. I care too much about the person. The relationship, the person, mm-hmm. and how sacred it is. That, like, I'm not... I don't. I, does it take away from that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like I don't want things to be soiled and ruined. And I, because I can't manage my emotional response, I don't have a lot of control over how much is going to impact me later on. Mm. So, I'm like, let me not even give you the opportunity. Mm. right and for example you'd be like well why do you share some of your friends i'm like i only share a few of my friends those who are online people and okay and okay with being online and okay with being shared and okay with telling their part of their narrative i don't date online people so i'm not going to thrust them into the limelight Mm. and be like hey you're gonna get a few hate comments but it's just part of the territory no the other thing i don't share is that like there are a few things that cannot be explained only understood yes ma'am so those things are like the depths of my spirituality the contradictions between being a critical thinker and being spiritual I don't want to explain that it's not your business it's not necessary and I don't even think I have the vocab to articulate it in a way to someone who is so far removed from even relating to that experience I'm not doing it and there are quite a lot of things that can't be explained but just need to be understood under the banner of race and sexuality income uh privilege all of these things i will speak to them from a analytical lens that's removed from my experience but i'm not going to bring myself in and hope to create a sense of relatability so it's more palatable to an audience so for example you're not going to share an experience of
0: racism you've had yeah not anymore to have everyone give to their have a conversation about race about not doing it. it no you will remove and yes. use an example outside of yourself
1: exactly so was that a learned thing because absolutely you because i didn't realize you didn't have to shop completely online <laughs> i was really selling my whole self for the and for also for about what five years for what i was like wait a second so you we're not just doing we're not giving them everything <laughs> bet can Got i it. just say
0: you have gifted me that amazing because i share everything mm. and no no you don't get that and just because i say i'm an oversharer mm. by, choice, by choice my children are there by choice i could do it all i could give it all but no you don't you don't know me Mm-mm. you only know what i give you which is And I don't know how much that resonates with anyone listening that might not be in the space, but I think that is a great example for life as well. You Mm. owe nobody at your work, even your family members. Mm -hmm. You owe them nothing. You give what you want and what you also feel like you can. Yeah, And that has brought back, I'm assuming, from Mr. German, a level of boundary and safety, right? Because that's a huge theme for you at the moment. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. You posted... I don't know. It was this week. It was a response to someone.
1: Oh, they the asked me to explain. Somebody had DM'd me this very long DM. Yes. It was maybe about uh, eight centimeters
0: <laughs> in length. Like, That's a lot of words.
1: A lot of words. And for context, I used to make myself really available to anybody mm. who DM'd me. If you had a question, mm. advice, whatever, I would make myself. As available to you as someone i knew very well and that created an expectation that i would always be available so mm. some people are not used to me being like mm, i don't want to answer that but i digress this person messaged me and said in a long-winded way how do you reconcile being such an outward logical critical thinker and um also use and believe in astrology and tarot and manifestation Aren't they contradictory? Can you please explain it to me? I'd love to know. And they they asked it and phrased it in such a lovely way. And it was very polite. It was very polite. But also, can I just say, mm. before you give your
0: answer, Yes. I get these as well. Very long, mm. very long, descriptive, and very thoughtful, so thoughtful. Um, questions. That requires, I would say, perhaps two hours of your energy yeah. to go into that. Mm-hmm. Two hours of flexus time is expensive Mm -hmm. and also just you don't have it not just financially emotionally emotionally, mentally also like
1: how do you break that all down okay Mm -hmm. that's too much thought you gave this response please yes I said I'm gonna pass on answering that but thank you so much for asking me I screenshotted it Mm. I might cut cut and paste
0: yeah and have you done that just as a (laughs) little just a little you know because I think when you have a presence in social media or even a fame in any kind of element, people think they know you, which of is course. a beautiful thing. Oh, and course. it's important for your work yeah. and my work. Because they do know elements. Elements. Yeah. But also, it's so funny. I've had, because since this podcast has gone live, I have a lot of people with deep trauma coming to me like a therapist. Mm this is my life story. This is what happened to me. This is my abuse. How do I speak to my husband about it? Or how do I deal with life? Or what do I do with my child? And my reference is always, please speak to a therapist. Like I can speak to my girlfriends. I could speak to you about Mm -hmm. what I think you should do, but I don't have the bandwidth or the time to do it. And I think that that's something everyone's going, oh, we're not on Instagram or we're not an influencer. I think this resonates with the everyday person. Of course. If you cannot give of yourself something in that moment, I used to wear myself out. I used to get sick. I used to get run down. And what are they doing? Living their best life or not even listening to the information. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? You're the one that's kind of, and I'm 38. Like Mm -hmm. this is a long lesson. I think that anything that puts yourself too far outside of what you're comfortable with mm-hmm. just because you feel like being charitable is not enough and you are living breathing mm-hmm. example of that. So I'm going to bring it back now where <laughs> we're going to play Reflex with Flex, which I'm sure you've done a million times. So you probably know these answers.
1: Yeah, but I change a lot. Like I, I, I give myself the grace to change my mind. So. I do a quick fire one. Yeah. You say that, and then it'll be 45 minutes later. What disgusts you? Poor hygiene. Oh! And I didn't really realise until recently, because you're not really exposed to a lot of people's hygiene practices, but we're in this age of the internet where everyone's talking about things they do. But people who are really proud of their poor hygiene as well. And the reason why poor is like it's very subjective. My mum was very paranoid about hygiene, because obviously like the racial connotations of whatever but she kept the same standards with me and my brother. So she'd be like, everybody go shave your armpits. Everybody like, is everybody wearing deodorant? Did you brush your teeth again? She was like very honest. So I just assumed everybody. She's like, brush your tongue. Let let me have a look, brush it again. And so now I'm extra paranoid. What is poor hygiene? I feel like people who like don't brush their tongue, don't brush their teeth twice a day, don't have, like don't enjoy bathing or showering and try to skip it for as long as possible. Things like that where I'm like, it's, it's not necessary. Deodorant. Deodorant. Essential. Things like that. I'm just like, it's, it's not, it's so easy to switch it up. Okay. What's the worst thing about being you?
0: Um,
1: I think that I, I think you've answered it a lot today. But yeah. You okay with that one? oh i love this one worst thing about being me is that i am not satisfied and i really do believe that i can always do better and it's a fine standard to have for yourself and i don't really hold my friends that standard but i think that partners are so intertwined with your individual experience and i'm like well now you get to suffer with me i'm the same never satisfied mm-hmm. and also there's more to do there's always more to do
0: what's a controversial opinion that you have that you won't share with anyone and i put this on my instagram last night and-
1: holy shit um i feel like all of us are capable of terrible things if we wouldn't be watched and i say the way the reason why i say this is like i remember asking a friend of mine um if you had to murder someone Or kill someone what weapon would you use and she's like i would never and i'm like really like what weapon and i'm like why can't you think aside from these cultural norms like i'm asking you a controversial question and you won't answer it right i i think that everybody is capable of bad things i think that all humans are naturally bad from the womb straight out babies are the most manipulative people in the whole entire world preach it is so easy to behave in a quote unquote bad way and so hard to be good. So hard. What weapon would you use? Oh a knife. Ooh, so messy. Yeah but if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it. I don't know how to use a gun. What I'm gonna use a bat? (laughs) I'd poison. Oh but that's you have to get the job done. How are you gonna get the poison to them? Oh it would be an elaborate thing. You have dinner. (laughs) You do it over the course of a couple of months? (laughs) No no just it's one poison. In one But how are you gonna make them swallow the poison? It's in the food. Oh, we're gonna integrate. We're integrating. It's in the, in it's the batter moment. And the spice. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's in the food, and then they and we're having a moment, and then it's gonna be. Hey. But what
1: if they're like, this tastes funny? It's no, too no, by no. Then.
0: I would have done research. Okay. There are things. Describe sex with you in three words.
1: <laughs> um, playful, um, playful, and like uh, routine. Oh. like I Tuesday love- night. No routine in the same way that like if if you ate me out last time, I want it again. Okay, but like, if you've sucked it, you gotta suck it again. Again. How come? I just I feel You're like very I'm, porno in that way. It's very Wickies porno in that way. Or also all sex. because I feel like so many people have such terrible sexual experiences and I feel like I've had a lot of good ones in my time, but I'm like, I just wanna keep this up. The Let's good do thing. what we've done before. Don't worry about switching it up. Because what if it's weird? Oh, i mean that's also okay because you go back yeah and it's even like, better i'm not someone who's like let's do okay so what we said playful yeah sorry <laughs> we said playful yes. what was the second one it was routine or like um regimented yep. and are you kinky i can be but i don't need kinky to come okay remember one so guy, it's for them yeah one guy wanted me to dom him i'm like i'll do it i'll do it well okay but like, I'm not wet. But you're. It's not for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what's your last word? Romantic. Oh. I love a sensual. So like, like a, a, Have you had a body sli- like uh, body slides?
0: Do you like like them? Japanese
1: body slides? Like, oh, well, yeah, I guess like yes. new, new. Like yeah, like
0: they massage you and then they rub yeah, their I body do. all over you.
1: That's my like, like specialty. That's what I. That's so fucking good. Because I feel like quick sex, kinky sex, like it's fun. You <laughs> love the anticipation. I'm a Taurus Venus. Yes. I love like it's got to be sensual, comfortable, you want every beautiful, involved, leisurely, luxurious. Something about like quick kinky or not even kinky sex to me feels so dis like not dismissive but feels so flippant. Yes, I'm like, ugh, why do I Where's have to the be meme? sweaty? Like, yeah. why can't I just be beautiful and smell good and be? You eaten kind now. of want to just be a yeah a goddess that's rubbed yes, and bathed worshipped, and worshipped and
0: fed and eaten. Got it. What's one thing you did that you really wish you could go back and undo?
1: I feel like, and I was having this conversation yesterday, reflecting on relationships. I feel like I have really traumatized some people, like reflecting on my dating in the 21s. Oh, I had such romantic. a victim mentality. Okay. I was like, they're the bad guy. I'm a good guy. Nothing I do is wrong. And I'm like, I don't really think that needed to happen. Would you ever need to, this is my own flex question. Hmm. Would you even ne- need to make amends with that? no okay (laughs) is your political correctness more motivated by judgment or empathy judgment hands down and every time people answer this question oh empathy empathy thing about me is i'm interested in a lot of people from like a sociological perspective i don't care Mm. and i think if i did care i'd be a different person yeah and i think like i was saying before i think i could be capable of some really terrible things but i'm aware of the optics And like, Mm. also, I don't want to go to jail. (gasps) Jail would suck. That's a big, like, line in the sand for me. But like, have you ever watched the The Hundred on Netflix?
0: I feel
1: like I have, yeah. So the hundred is about basically these people. Teenagers were raised in space. They want to go see if Earth is still inhabitable. So they send no, they send a bunch yep. of teenagers, a hundred teenagers down to Earth, and they're like, "Let us know if it's, in, if it's inhabitable. If it is, we'll come down. Any if good? it's not, yeah. you die." And what you see immediately is like how these random teenagers decide like the roles: who's the boss, who mm. who are the farmers, like who gets to make the rules. And in that scenario, like, do you not think I would be a fucking tyrant? Do you not think I put my hand on me the leader? And I think I do mm, I don't think I'd be the leader, but I'd make sure I was well affiliated with the leader. If I had to be a like Yeah, that would be me. I'd be one step down yeah, from the leader. If I had to be the leader dies first. If I had I would do all of those things with ease. Mm. So? Okay. Do you respect people with views that radically oppose your own? Absolutely. Do you? I think, yeah. I Are think you sure? I think it's Yeah. I can be very tolerant around views that I don't believe in. What about racists? Do you know what it is? I think it takes a lot of guts to stand for anything. So if you want to comfortably hate me with your whole chest, go for it. No. Yeah no but it's wrong it is wrong but i i always say if we're going to use racist as an example i like my racist racist i don't know if mm. you've experienced this lukewarm racism yeah, like every like all the time around the world all the time like i remember i went for a job interview once oh i thought you'd be white yeah why well your names lillian and then the voice like i don't need that shit like that's anxiety inducing whatever i respect someone far more for holding a value that is like even if it's shit i would rather know to know wow and i can respect anybody who is being their full self not me like i can't have the
0: racists yeah or the homophobes i don't have if you commit or you're not committed Mm. no
1: you're a better woman than me can't come around me but i just I, i think like And I feel like You don't want them lukewarm. You want them all in. It has to be all in. And not that I think that people can't be nuanced and biased or whatever, but I think people really rely on the ambiguity of not saying anything, not standing for every not, not standing for anything and letting their visual tell a far different story than the reality. Our question for all guests on the day. Yes.
0: Who are you when no one's watching?
1: I am a very relaxed, homely chill mm. person I'm always so surprised by how much self-satisfaction I can get from just being on my own doing something so mundane like reading a book mm. but that I could is... be in there being like oh my god and then I read this book and it's crazy and I can't even share it to someone in the way that I really feel it but I'm like oh this is enough or like I remember the other day I was having I'm able to express so much more gratitude for my life when I'm alone as well the other day I cut three kilos of oranges and just was munching them, munching them, munching them. Skin off, obviously. Little segments. So it's like four. And I was like, this is so beautiful. Your life is so beautiful. <laughs> I, I like, don't have peace. This ever is me for peace. today. I don't have peace. And I can't cut oranges. I'm my best self sense. when I'm alone. Oh, I think I can be really proud of myself when I'm with other people. And I can be referential. And be like, oh, this is really awesome. But my best self is when I'm alone. Mm, thank you. I love us.
0: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The
1: Deep.